Welcome to the Medicinity Podcast. I'm Imogen, a college student based in the Southwest, here to bring you the best people with knowledge and insight on how to get into med school, how to become a doctor, and to help you decide whether a career in medicine is for you. I'm here today with Cameron McIntosh, who is currently studying medicine at Bristol Uni, and it's also a medical admissions tutor. So listen up if you're thinking of going to med school in the next couple of years. Welcome to the podcast, Cameron. It's great to have you on here. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Brilliant. So firstly, what was your motivation to go into medicine? So I think compared to most people that I find go into medicine, I was probably quite late to kind of figuring it out. So I did always know I kind of liked care careers and stuff like that. I'm thinking like maybe education along those lines, something like that. Or um, for a while I considered paramedicine or working as an ODP. So that's kind of you could do a degree in that to work in um theatres basically as a theatre nurse or um, or an HCA okay yeah um but for the with regards to medicine that came quite late in school um I kind of went through all the different subjects one year I really liked kind of languages and then it would be like musical art I ended up on science that I was always good at anyway and then it kind of clicked probably end of year 11 type time into mm-hmm. year 12 that you could combine those two things and it kind of matches up quite nicely to medicine um, and yeah I just started researching from that point got some experience done and just basically fell in love with that career which is quite a cheesy thing to say but that <laughs> is what happens I think to a lot of people yeah that's good that's good that you you love it though because it's it's a long degree and you need to enjoy what you do and it's a long Absolutely. career as well yeah so that's really good and so mm. why did you choose Bristol over all the other med schools that you could have gone to yeah so I so I'm from Cheltenham so Bristol's quite close to me um just from home it's only about an hour down the road um so I was quite familiar with Bristol as a city already and I just I've always really liked the city like growing up going to visit it and stuff like that um but then when it came to choosing somewhere for uni obviously the thing with medicine is you are going to be living there for the next five six years of your life so you do need to be somewhere comfortable yes and then of course the other thing you need to consider is like what's the course structure like so for me it was really important to have that kind of early patient contact and get patient care in there straight away which is offered at Bristol like you'll be doing it within the first I think like eight to ten weeks you'll be seeing patients oh wow that's amazing um, which you don't always get at other medical schools um and for some people that's not what they want but for me that was really important so that kind of drew me to it um and as again, kind of similar course style thing. Bristol is PBL based, although we call it CBL, um, which is just case-based learning instead of problem-based learning. Um, and that is just a way that I knew I would respond to quite well in learning compared to kind of the more traditional ways. Yeah, that's great. I have heard a lot about the problem-based and the case-based because some universities want to make it very clear that they're one and not the other. And then some say they're the same thing. So, um, yeah, but that that does sound good, the case-based learning style, mm. because as you say, patient contact, actually getting stuck in, and that's really good. And so how have you found your pre-clinical years at Bristol in the student life? Because Bristol's one of my top, on my top list of medical schools to go to. So how have you found life in the city? Yeah, I mean, life in Bristol as a student, like not just a medical student, just as a student in general is amazing. Um, I've not had anyone like that's had an overall bad experience like that I've spoken to. Um, so like my preclinical years in Bristol were year one and two. 
Um, so that was when you're kind of more like a normal uni student almost, even though, I mean, you'll still have a lot of work, but you're more like a student because you're not on placement all the time. Yeah. Um, so you do get to spend time in the city, which is lovely. Um, with regards to Bristol, like there's, there's just always something going on. Um, it's a really nicely sized city in that it's not so big that you can get lost, but then it's not too small because there is always something happening and there's always like kind of niche interests. So whatever you kind of like, there is going to be something around there. There's going to be people with similar interests there. And because there's two big unis there, it is quite a student heavy city, which is quite a nice thing to have, I think. Yeah, that's great. It's good because then you have uh, a nice student community going on there. And so you mentioned there's a lot of activities and things to get involved with. Have you done any clubs or got involved in any societies? Yeah, I have. Um, so within the uni, I've been part of the LGBTQ society, which has been really nice just to kind of meet other people that are kind of like similarly minded, I guess. Mm. Um, and just kind of branch out my views of that community, which um, I didn't necessarily have the kind of contact with um, before university, which has been lovely. Um, I was also part of a, I was sat on the committee of a society um, called Project Talk. Um, it's a unique kind of thing to Bristol, Cardiff and Queen Mary at the moment because it was founded by some medical students in Bristol. Um, but it's all about kind of uh, looking up people's mental health and how to kind of support mental health in your life generally rather than just when we struggle with it. And so I definitely recommend having a look at that if you end up in Bristol or if anyone ends up in Cardiff or St Mary's as well. Oh wow, that's great. So what what does that involve? How do you look after, just, just like a quick 30 second, how do you look after your mental health even when it's not necessarily bad, in inverted commas? Yeah, um, that's actually a really good question. So I think without getting too much into it because there's like hours and hours of like materials and projects that we yeah, have yeah. um it's a lot about kind of being motivated to kind of look after yourself so if you think about people looking after their physical health like you watch what you eat you like maybe exercise a bit things like that it's just about having these regular things that you do to kind of support your mental health as well so that whether it be kind of regularly seeing friends and like talking about this kind of thing whether it again be the linking back to exercise which can support your mental health all those things that you can kind of work into your daily routine your weekly routine great that's really good it sounds like you're really involved in um a fair few clubs there so what would you say is your favorite part of the city of bristol not not just the uni but the whole of bristol that is a tough question um it's definitely not the hills i'll tell you that there's a lot yeah. of walking up and down the hills my favorite part um there's i really like kind of just walking around and seeing all the architecture in bristol which is probably quite a strange one uh, there's just some really cool buildings and stuff like that um also city center is quite lovely um very easily accessible for everything and then my last one i know that's now three would be like Clifton, which is um, an area where around a lot of students will live kind of around that area. And it's almost like a little village in the city. It's a really nice place, lots of nice little um, independently owned businesses and stuff like that. Oh, lovely. Um, I went to the open day on the weekend and we did not realise there were going to be so many hills. And we wanted to walk down into the main city from the uni, kind of down to the waterfront. 
and it just kept going down and down we mm -hmm. thought oh we're gonna have to walk back up this at the end so definitely the, the hills it's not good the benefit of it is is that the uni is basically on the top of the hills so if you end up living the other side which is where a lot of people go because it's a bit cheaper than living in city center then you don't really encounter them as much but it's when you go down into the city and then back up to the uni that's that's very hilly mm. Yeah, it is. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a good tip. Get the cheaper accommodation, then you don't have to get your steps. Yeah. I suppose that's good for your mental health though, because you're getting getting your walks in. So that's it, it's all part of it. So that's good. Very true. Um, so you are also a medical admissions tutor. I am, yes. Yes. Yeah, so what would you say are the best traits or work experience? Uh, that an applicant can have to maximise their chance of being accepted by medical schools? Okay, so I'll probably break this in half if that's right. So we'll talk about traits and then I'll talk about work experience. Yeah. Um, so traits-wise, I think there's almost two answers to that question, but maybe it's more like two parts to one answer. Okay. So obviously anyone applying to medicine, I'm sure you would have kind of Googled what makes a good doctor, stuff like that. And there's always these lists of um, characteristics and skills um, that are online, like on the medic portal, stuff like that, familiar websites. And they'll always come up with these kind of, these same qualities of a doctor, which are correct, like they're not wrong, but I think there's probably a bit more scope than that. So a lot of the ones that will come up on, there are things like empathy, teamwork, communication, organisation, stuff like that. Um, and all those are amazing things to have. But what I generally say to students who are applying is that the best qualities are going to be the ones that you're good at. You need to focus on kind of what you think you show off well, what makes you unique and what makes you what what is that going to help you to become a good doctor? Like kind of what things are unique to you? And for some people, those might be the ones that are listed on the website. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if they're not those ones, then you just need to kind of be a bit braver don't force yourself into that list and just highlight what is the most important skills to you what do you do well what have you shown well in the past and as long as you can link it back into kind of how that will help you in your career then you're set basically so traits definitely do have a look online it's worth reading it anyway but don't be limited by those just kind of focus it on you and then as for work experience similar type of answer actually so obviously everyone loves to kind of try and get like the gp or the hospital work experience because those are on paper like they seem like the best ones because it's very self-explanatory what you've done there and what you've learned and how it's relevant um but i wouldn't shy away too much from getting other types of work experience for a start when you're under 18 it is really difficult to get care-based experience because of like laws and stuff like that it's also quite difficult depending on where you live. So I know for me, when I was applying to medical school, there wasn't really much of an option to get direct experience in the hospital. Um, I think it has got better in the last couple of years, but it's definitely still gonna depend on where you live and who you know, pretty much. So I would advise like looking at other, first of all, other care-based experience. So you can look in like working in pharmacies or I mean, in care homes, a lot of people do or um, in schools, stuff like that. And then even outside of that, any work experience you can get or any work shadowing you can get, even if it's just like half a day or a day, 
um, as long as you can say what you learned from that, you can draw from that experience and reflect on what happened, that's going to be so much more valuable when preparing yourself for medical school and applying to medical school than it would be if you just kind of went into a GP, sat in the corner and didn't really get much out of it. So similar to, like I said, the answer before, just try not to be too narrow-minded with it. Just get what you can and you will get a learning experience out of it. You just need to be activated, be excited about that experience. Yes, yeah, that's that's very helpful advice. Thank you. And it is very true. And even um, the lady who spoke to us at Bristol said they don't necessarily prioritise with any specifically medical work experience because as you say it's very much who you know and that mm. may be unfair to certain people of certain backgrounds and whatever you do as long as you apply it to your to your application and kind of suggest certain skills that would be helpful in medicine that you've learned in that experience no matter what it is it's it's still helpful and still relevant if you make it relevant like you could just say oh yeah I worked in a cafe or something but you have to say Oh, I've got communication skills, I've got collaboration skills, as you say. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's brilliant. Thank you. Also, no you're points. in third year. Is that right? Yeah, so I've just, I've just finished my third year. Um, so okay. next week, I'm, I would be starting my fourth year, but I'm actually intercalating. Okay, I was going to ask you if you're going to intercalate. What is your intercalation? Yeah, so um, should I explain what intercalation is for people or... Yeah, just that's go, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So intercalation is something unique to medicine and then sometimes veterinary and dentistry degrees. So basically these healthcare ones that you're in for longer. Um, it's an opportunity to take a year to pause your medical degree and do another degree for a year. So usually it's done between either third and fourth year or fourth and fifth year. So in Bristol, we do it between third and fourth year. So I'm taking, I've done my first three years of medicine in Bristol and I'm now doing one year separate degree and then I go back and do my last two years. Um, and it's just, not everyone does it. Um, some unis, in, at some unis everyone does it. I think in Bristol about 50% of us do it. Um, it's really just down to the individual and you can do it in tons of different things. There's really kind of, the sky's the limit as long as you can justify why you want to do that degree. It's really good. Um, so for me, I'm in Nottingham now. I've just moved to Nottingham last week um, and I'm starting next week on a master's in medical education. Um, so that's for one year and I get graduate with the master's at the end of the year and then I'll be moving back down to Bristol to go into fourth year of medicine. That's so cool. So do you want to go into medical education later or was it just something you're especially interested in? Um, it's definitely something I'd like to look at doing in the future, at least part time, probably a lot of um, people that work in that sector do it part time and then still work clinically. Um, but I'm not absolutely certain yet, purely because I don't know what clinical specialty I'm most interested in right now. But I would like education to be a part of my career wherever I end up going. Oh, that's good. And then you're kind of giving something back, I guess, because you've learned and now it's time to teach other people. Mm. I really like that. That's really nice. And so another question, what has been the most kind of gory story, as it were, that you've either heard from your medical professors or seen in your placements? I remember like one of the first kind of properly invasive surgeries I saw um, would have been at the beginning of my second year. And that was 
a carotid endarterectomy. So it's where they open up the carotid artery in your neck um, and kind of get out all the gunk. Um, and they have to like divert the blood flow through a tube. So that's quite, it was very precise, but also very messy. If you know yeah. what I mean. Um, oh I've seen a couple of kind of gammy amputations before of like toes um stuff like that feet that are like dying um i don't know i wouldn't describe stuff as like gore so much because it is in a surgical environment like it's all very neat and professional That's i'm true. sure there is stuff um particularly maybe in emergency surgery but i haven't done any rotations there so i wouldn't know that's but, still pretty cool though i mean like, for it is very cool yeah I love that one. That's cool. That's 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 good enough to be on the gory story list. That's that's good. Excellent. I like so, do you have any last advice for people my age looking to go to medicine? How to ex well one how to get into medicine. Two how to be successful in medicine and keep going and stay motivated. Hmm. Um. I mean, for getting in, I think a really good starting point is to if you're in a school or a college where there's other people that are applying as well lean on each other for support like help each other direct you each other to resources and stuff like that I think that's a really valuable thing and it's something I didn't really have when I was applying because there weren't other people applying from my school but I know then like in years below me when at the same school there were kind of groups you can make your own medical societies I think that's a really valuable way to kind of share that information and help each other um if you're on your own, I would suggest maybe having a look at like internet forums. You can have a look on the student room and stuff. There probably is stuff out there for other people in your situation. Um, or you can contact a friendly medical student like myself. You can find people online and ask for advice, ask for help, um, usually through tutoring agencies or just trying to find someone on Instagram. You never know. Um, people are usually quite happy to talk about um, medicine, you'll find. And then as for kind of thriving as a medical student I think it's really important and you'll hear this a lot in your first year it's important to have a good work-life balance um there's always like this idea that you get into uni and you're going to be working 24 7 and it's almost romanticized a bit but it's very important to have that downtime and do something you like and meet people um and all that just to keep you kind of sane you know you've got to keep your mental health good Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably what I would go for. Thank you. That's so helpful. And also my my advice, if you're by yourself needing some advice, is listen to the other episodes of my podcast. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. That's all today from the Medicine Energy podcast. Thank you for listening and join us next week for more insight into the world of medicine.